1: because he's dying. Okay, gotcha. Our guest has a bad cold, and if he pauses, it's because he's dying. So we're supposed to keep that in mind.
3: The fabulous Jeffrey Jeffrey Fowler of the Washington Post, he writes their uh, tech column has a rhino virus, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey, welcome nonetheless. Sorry to hear you're feeling down.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm always uh, feel better when I talk to you guys. You're always very not worse. You're I, very I kind. Better.
3: Hey, your uh, your piece on Alexa, Amazon's various Echo devices listening in, is amazing. It is a blockbuster. Where do we begin? I thought it only listened when we said Alexa and woke it up and asked it to play the old 97s.
2: Well, it turns out that Alexa listens lots of times. And I think the big thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that Amazon keeps recordings of every time one of these Echo speakers or another device with Alexa in it, every time the the microphone fires up. And it stores those indefinitely. So what I did is I went through, I've had these devices in my life for the last four years, so I went through my archive, four years of snippets of me saying, you know, Alexa, set a spaghetti timer. Alexa, make a fart noise. <laughs> Alexa, um, you know, tell me the weather. And I listened to what was there. And I found thousands and thousands and thousands of fragments of my life, some of which are, you know, totally, under, you know, you'd expect, and others of which really surprised me, including dozens of times when the thing just went off on its own because it went rogue. And it recorded, when it when it went rogue, it recorded, you know, my family talking about medication. It recorded... Uh, random episodes of Downton Abbey. It (laughs) recorded um, even a friend who was sitting on my couch next to the speaker uh, working on a business deal, it recorded her um, uh, talking about that too. So the the big picture here is that we don't really have a handle on when these things are recording and the way that Amazon wants us to think. And meanwhile, Amazon is doing this crazy thing of keeping all these recordings uh, anyway into perpetuity.
3: What's the rationale for keeping the stuff?
2: No, I think uh, in a lot of cases, and this applies uh, across the board in Silicon Valley, these companies want to take data. They want to take our voices and a lot of other data about things going on in our homes, too, uh, because they can. There aren't really any laws against it. There aren't really any industry best practices that people are following. Um, so they're doing it in the hopes that maybe they'll be able to benefit from it in the future. When you ask these companies directly, they say, oh, uh, with, specifically with the voice, it's to better train our voice algorithms so that we understand more of course, and, exactly, and, and more different things. But you know what? That's, that's actually a false choice. So one of the things I discovered in reporting this is that um, Amazon's arch rival Google uh, last year stopped automatically keeping these recordings. Google said, you know what, we actually don't need this data to make Assistant work better. And arguably, Assistant is better than Alexa in many ways. So um, Amazon right now is giving its customers really a false, false choice between privacy and, and function.
1: How did you get access to this stuff? And I f- think of that because my son has his Alexa in his room. And, uh, you know, I don't have a way to check the search history like I do on a computer. It would be kind of interesting to hear what all things he's asked Alexa to do on his own.
2: Here's the crazy part, you do have access to it, okay. I think just most people don't realize it. Right. If you've got the Alexa app, or you go to a web browser and you pull up um, your Alexa privacy settings, and I've got links and instructions on how to do all this stuff in my uh, Washington Post column. And
3: we will have uh, a link to your fabulous piece at armstrongandgetty.com, go on please.
2: Cool, you can go through and, um, and listen to the recordings. They also, Amazon also gives you the power to delete those recordings. But you can't tell it to stop recording again in the future.
0: You well, I
2: delete the stuff you've got.
1: That is really interesting. I am not going to tell my son that I have access to everything <laughs> that he searches on for the rest of his life. So, uh, but Je- that's cool. Jeffrey
3: Fowler is the Washington Post technology columnist. Jeff, we ever tell you about the time I discovered that uh, I could see what Windows my or tabs my son had open on his uh, iPhone? I could see his searches on the internet. Oh. And I called him yeah, he's on a, the air and told him. And he's a college kid. He's like, oh, yeah. At the time, he was yeah a young college man. That was a, a college boy's a search history. But then it occurred to me he could see mine as well, and it's, it was hard to say yeah, which one yeah, of yeah, us yeah, was yeah. more horrified. Yeah.
2: But, you know, this is a really good example of this moment we're in with technology, right? We love the conveniences and the capabilities of these things, but we haven't really figured out in our minds the right way to think about how they're following us and who all might get to hear or see or look at. What we're doing. Well, if we, we always
1: we have... assume the worst, we'd be pretty close to right, wouldn't we?
2: Well, then we'd all have to live in, in a you know in a bunker underground. Uh, well, well you just have if... to
1: you just have to accept it. But if you assume they're listening and cataloging it and or or taking your information and selling it, it's almost always the case.
2: Well, here's the thing: I'm a tech optimist. I actually think that data can make our homes run better, more efficiently, more power efficient. I think having a voice assistant, uh, you know, a computer that's around you all the time, kind of like on Star Trek, I think that's actually a really useful thing. I think just that these companies right now are so used to doing like Facebook was able to do and get away with murder that they're just going on these wild data grabs to, to collect all this information and they shouldn't. And we need to kind of have, you know, we need to revolt as consumers and say, this isn't right. So we need to make different choices in the case of Of voice assistance, you you have choices with Google or Apple. Um, And we need to then maybe think about laws that, uh, you know, stop some of this. In fact, California right now, the Assembly is debating a bill that would stop Amazon from keeping all those recordings automatically. They'd have to get our permission before they do it.
3: Well, they should. It's like the Wild West of technology. That was ironic. I'm going to run for Congress, just like to spout <laughs> cliches to stay in practice. Sometimes, hey, one thing you point out in your piece, Jeffrey, is that um, it's it's far from just the Amazon Echo or whatever. We're all being encouraged to surround ourselves with that sort of device: smart doorbells, security cameras, all sorts. It's all refrigerators, for God's sake.
2: Yeah, totally. this is where the real Wild West comes in. Because, again, I'm a tech columnist. It's my job to try all this new stuff and live with it and report back from the future about what it's all like. And what I discovered when I went down the same path, same rabbit hole of trying to figure out what data were were those things collecting, Uh, what I found is that um, most of them were keeping the data about what's going on in my home indefinitely. So, for example, uh, I have a Nest thermostat. Well, it turns out the Nest thermostat Checks back in with its maker, which is Google, every 15 minutes and reports not only the temperature in your house, but also whether a human being walked in front of the thermostat during that period. So, going back for years and years and years, Google knows every time I get up for a midnight snack because it knows that I passed by the thermostat.
3: That's weird. That's yeah. freaky. I'm not that's, sure it matters, but I think it probably does. Back to that's the just a
2: thermostat.
1: Yeah, back yeah. Back to the Amazon thing. Did you see any rhyme and rhyme or reason to when it switched on and started recording like your friend talking about business or you talking about medicine?
2: It was really weird. I could not figure it out. It just seemed like sometimes there are things that 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 set it off to go to go rogue. Now Amazon told me that they have improved um the, the accuracy of the wake word alexa by 50% in the last year um i have no way to verify whether that's true but they say that they're they're working on it um but the the, the other element of this that i think has gotten a lot of people going you know with their eyebrows really up is we learned in the last month as well that amazon has employees who actually listen to some of these recordings
1: can they really switch it on a could could an, could an amazon employee figure out, Hey, Jack Armstrong's got one of these things. I want to see what he's doing in the afternoon and flip it on. Do you think they have access to do that?
2: I think doing that remotely would be difficult. Uh, but, uh, I have not seen any evidence that it has happened, but, but it could, uh, in, in theory, anything that's connected to the internet could be. Um, but, uh, You know, Amazon has until now sort of rested on the the, the, the argument that, look, we've got a button on the top of this thing that you can press, and it turns the little light ring red, and that means we're not recording anymore. Uh As far as I understand, that still does work. But, of course, like that kills the function of the device. So again, we're given this sort of false right. choice. Yeah, it's a paperweight. Exactly. Yeah,
1: it's kind of yeah. like the if you're bothered by it, don't use Google. Well, that's pretty unrealistic. Um, right. uh, so, you you write for the Washington Post, which is owned by the guy who owns Amazon. Do you get any pushback on any of this stuff?
2: Absolutely not. The, I review all uh, technology with the same uh, critical and uh, often snarky eye.
3: Often. You know, we, awesome. well, we barely have 40 seconds for this, Jeffrey, but what did you think of Google's uh, big to do yesterday?
2: Yeah, it was Google I.O. That's their big annual conference. Um, two thoughts. One, you know, going to these things and, and, and hearing Google talk about all their fancy new products, you'd never know they were an advertising company. That uh-huh. <laughs> makes all of its money based on, you know, mining our data to try to sell us ads. They didn't bring that up at all. Um, really? Things, they talk to, yep. They talked a lot about privacy, though, and they said that essentially in certain ways they've got religion on it and they're working on things to, to you know, do processing on devices instead of in their servers. So, um, clearly the message is out to Silicon Valley that like, we're not happy about the state of things.
3: We'll, we'll, uh, assume you're lying till further notice. Google <laughs> Jeffrey Fowler, the Washington post tech columnist. We have a link to his great piece at com, which has a link to, uh, listen to what uh, Alexa has been listening to in your home. You, Jeffrey, you, you, are a
0: million. S- you are so good. Terrific. Nice job. Thanks. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets
3: now.